0: Um.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon reports to the team today ending his holdout. The team will get a two-week roster exemption so Gordon can get in shape. He likely won't play against the Dolphins on Sunday. Tonight, week four kicks off with the Eagles and the Packers in Green Bay. The Eagles have dropped 11 passes so far this season, worst in the NFL. ESPN's Victor Cruz. It's a matter of building that confidence back up to catch the football so you're confident when you're out there and you're not thinking, oh, my God, I had two drops last game. Let's
2: pray I don't drop this one.
1: Victor Cruz on Golick and Wingo. Saints quarterback Drew Brees, who's recovering from right thumb surgery, says he thinks he can beat the projected six- to eight-week timetable. Brees says he plans to be on the sideline for Sunday night's game against the Cowboys. Baseball today, the Dodgers shut out the Padres 1-0, six scoreless, only two hits. For Clayton Kershaw, who gets his 16th win. The Brewers beat the Reds 5-3 for their seventh win in a row. The Brewers trailed the Car- trailed the Cardinals by only one game in the Central going into the season's final weekend. And the Twins beat the Tigers 10-4. Minnesota is the first Major League team to hit 300 home runs in a season. They're now at 3 one New Basketball Hall of Famer Teresa Weatherspoon will work in player development with the Pelicans. She joins Swin Cash, who's the VP of Basketball Operations in New Orleans. And the G League will experiment this season with a one free-throw rule. Each trip to the line brings only one shot worth one, two, or three points, depending on the foul.
2: Coming up Thursday, it's the Packers and what's left of the Eagles on Thursday Night Football. Are we due for a big game from Carson Wentz, or will they just catch the ball from him? Plus, as the balance of power officially shifted to the players in college sports? Golden go Thursday, 6 Eastern ESPN Radio, ESPN 2. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest
1: growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni.
2: That's right, it's Thursday night, it's Beer Show Night here on Score North on 1500 and of course scorenorth.com. You can also reach us on the Score North mobile app for both Apple and Android. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, as he has been for seven years now, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, good sir. Hey,
3: have we been nominated for a Marconi for this show?
2: No, we have not, but we will get to that. Okay, good. In just a minute here. Thank you. So uh, I want to welcome a a new friend to the Beer Show here in studio. Uh, Her name is Alyssa Algren. Those of you that listen to this station and might listen to uh, a little show that used to be on the station called Garage Logic, you might be familiar with Alyssa's work because we have highlighted her as a guest uh, on that show. Show uh, first of all, Alyssa, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much for having me on. So this is your
2: first time doing uh, not only the beer show but big time, big shooting radio here in the Twin Cities. So thank you for coming on. We really appreciate that. Here's why I wanted to have you on. Um, number one, to get the uh, unsolicited advice from Mike Fredoloni and where you should take your career. Kidding, of course. But secondly, <laughs> whether she wants it or not. No, <laughs> here's what, what I, here's really what what I, I wanted. People. Here's what I really wanted to talk about because um, if, if you read Alyssa's article that essentially went viral and you were featured on a lot of uh, different political platforms uh, from a television standpoint, from various podcasts, whatnot standpoint, you basically kind of felt a little bit of overnight success. And I'm curious to get how that kind of impacted and changed your life because I find the, the, the entirety of it fascinating.
4: Oh yeah. So I started My first article that I've ever written, I've, my writing background is zero. Mm -hmm. The first article I ever wrote was in mid March of this year. And the second article I ever wrote was a week later. And that's what it was. The one that went viral. (laughs) And And give us the name
3: of it. So if people want to look it up.
4: Yes. So my article title is thoughts from a hipster at coffee shop. You can go see it at alphanewsmn.com. And so that went, that took, I want to say, three weeks maybe to go viral. And then when it did, about a few days later, I had Shannon Bream from Fox News reach out, and then I had Tucker Carlson from Fox News reach out. So then I was in bo- on both shows within you had a week. Chris
2: Revers from Garage Logic reach so out. That
4: was, mm-hmm. about years later. that was about years later.
2: <laughs> She's not kidding. I was, I was about the last one to reach out. So
4: all of this happened within a month. And I was, oh, first of all, national TV is... I blacked out. Honestly, I blacked out. I don't remember what I said. And I'm not kidding. And I I didn't look back at Shannon Bream's show because I I could not do it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get myself to do it. I watched a little bit of the Tucker Carlson segment and I was just... Oh, I could have done that way better. Right. So,
3: in in this world of social media, um, you're, you're pretty. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, you. Did your um like did your Instagram and your Twitter and everything did that just go crazy? Is that how you knew that your article was starting to hit? No. How did you, how did you figure out that you were be going? See, when things went viral in 1989, when I was in high school, it's a totally different thing from when they <laughs> went viral today. How did you know this was becoming as big as it was?
4: So. I didn't. I wasn't on social media and on any platform okay. prior to this. I actually deleted. You're kidding! I deleted every single social media account I had. Just like
3: after college, you're gone. It, it emptied
4: it all out. Pre- yes. Okay. So I emptied it about a year and a half prior because I f- I went on this weird. I don't need this in my life. Couldn't kind of. More. I wanted. Yep. I want to see if I can do it. Best year and a half of my life. Mm. Honestly, so freeing. Yeah. I was never on my phone. Mm. And I actually knew more about what was going on in the world because I had, I wasn't looking on Instagram. I was looking at the news and stuff. Uh, anyway, I, the reason I knew it blew up is because I was getting, I, once I started writing, I said, okay, I'm going to have to promote this somewhere. So I, I, uh, made an Instagram account. I made a Twitter account, uh, Facebook. I actually only deactivated. So I reactivated Mm -hmm. again because I never went on it anyway, made a business page. And then I started getting radio shows DMing me Mm -hmm. on my social media, and then the page views on Alpha News were blowing up, and then that's when Fox News reached out. And then the only thing that really blew up social media-wise was when Brit Hume tweeted out my article and my Twitter blew up. Instagram's not really there. Facebook is really, really growing, but...
2: And here's what I find fascinating about about that particular rise that we were speaking of, by the way. And Mike, you're business savvy, obviously, but I I find the way that business models are now created. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you are. If you're an aspiring writer slash social commentator, if you're a hardware store mm-hmm. owner, if you're a, a, a guy that does a podcast, if you're a brewery, it doesn't matter. But the 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 way that social media seems to impact business models right now, I find utterly fascinating.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't live without it. And in her business and in your business, you really need to have it be striking mm-hmm. so people pay attention exactly. to it every single day. That, you know, no one... No one pays attention to Fratellonis every day besides me, right? No, Yeah, but no one's going on to Instagram thinking, what's Fratellonis doing? But you will have people going on to Instagram to see what you're doing every single day.
4: That was such a learning curve. I have to, uh, everyone's telling me, you have to post every day. You Mm -hmm. have to have something every single day. With this news cycle and with social media, people's attention spans are 0.5 seconds. Mm -hmm. And what you have will be one-upped in about five minutes. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's the, the simple case. Okay, so Reavers, what's really, really nice about this is everyone's listening to the beer show right now. Mm-hmm. And we said, why don't you come on and let's talk about beer? And what is the very first thing Alyssa said when we said, let's talk about beer. Mm-hmm. You said,
4: I don't like beer. And then Aww. and then
3: I said, what did I say?
4: <laughs> Do you like White Claw?
3: And what did she say? Yes. <laughs> Reavers, another example of the world is going White Claw. You better ride that wave. And all these brewers out there that are listening to the beer show, because we know all the brewers listen, right? They want to hear who's up next and what the the next big thing is. Man, if you're not making some kind of simulated White Claw, you're making a mistake. And
2: I will say this. uh, I've had fun at his expense over the years that we've been friends. But the guy that hosts the show previous to this one, Phil Mackey, and I, we kind of had a bonding moment when we had our little podcast retreat down in in, in Orlando back in August. And um, he convinced me. He got me to Sway. Oh, my goodness. He had me try the Claw. And once I had my jaws wrapped around those claws, there was no going back. (laughs) Look at that. That's a perfect example
3: for what you could do, Alyssa, in your business life, right? How they're building this incredible brand of white claw. Phil, uh, I follow Phil on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Half of his stories were about what flavor white claw do you like the best? You know, he's into sports and he's putting stuff about some brand of of not beer on on his Instagram (laughs) page. It's... It can light up that fast for you. So, one big article. Have you had um, other articles that have had that same kind of flair as your as your second one?
4: Oh gosh, I wish. That's um, the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I, like I, having a hit song. Make I, another I, one. I know, <laughs> one hit wonder. It was such an anomaly because of my age and the topic, and just the timing and the topic and the the fact I had Snopes fact check me because mm-hmm. they didn't believe I was. A 26 year old female actually sure. wrote it. They thought, thought it was some boomer yeah. male that wrote it, but I, I think it was just a real a combination of timing and content and what whatnot. And I have so many articles out there, and I mean a lot of them do really well, but not to that extent. Uh, I'm still waiting. Now I got the
3: next title for it. Yeah. Why, President Trump oh and God. I hate beer, right? Because President Trump doesn't well, drink Well, he doesn't beer, drink. He doesn't that's drink right. Well, let's just assume he hates beer since he doesn't drink. And you hate beer. And then it has Trump in it, and people pay attention to what Trump says. You're conservative, right? That's yes. what I understand yes. your, your uh, slant is. That's not bad. Again, reverse. what
2: we need a button on this show for, listen, your your prime example is unsolicited <laughs> advice from Mike Fratelloni. You know,
3: I I if I go back, because I listen to old shows all the time. Sure. Just because we've been on seven years. I go back to the old shows, and I had some brilliant You're ideas. You really did. Six years ago. Yeah, you did. And you notice it only took about six years for some people to say, no, maybe Mike's right. We should make a, a beer with a little, <laughs> little alcohol so we can sell four of them instead of one.
2: You were talking about kind of uh and maybe this was off the air and I'm forgetting, but you were talking about kind of impression-based with things, whether it's an article that you're writing or whether it's a, a new brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious kind of how that works. Because obviously I, I'm in that business given that I I, I produce a show that's is trying to be, you know, impression on new audiences and whatnot, but I don't get how Okay, I'm, I'm company XYZ. I might be producing a, a Spike Seltzer. I might not be. But I'm curious how me sponsoring Alyssa Algren, who has X number of followers on various social media platforms, how that's going to ultimately benefit my company. I just don't understand that process of it at all.
4: So basically influencer marketing? Yes, Oh my gosh. I don't understand that. That is the honestly that's, that's the number but ex- 1 for marketing. To me. Now. But, ex-
2: but explain explain how if your company, if your Acme Tools or whatever you are, how 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 that can be uh, uh, how that works into your business portfolio. Just explain that to me. I'm curious.
4: Well, okay. So if you have first of all, social media is a place people go to look at their lives to not think about their own or to look at other people's (laughs) lives to not think about their own right and so you have this when you see someone with a hundred thousand plus followers and you follow their life you kind of get to know them you kind of know them and you look at them at a different light they are up way up the scale and you know you admire them Mm -hmm. you you take their word as gospel and you they're you don't see their flaws ever. Mm. And so they're honestly some sort of celebrity. It's actually interesting because the number 1 dream job of young people today is social media influencer.
2: My
3: god. And, and you know, my daughters who are 9 and 11 years old use that term, yes. social media influencer. Yes.
4: So when they are out there, they have you these social media influencers for one post, one sponsored post can earn up to up to six figures because if they're using it th- you will use what you know a favorite actress is sure. saying to use. It, their influence hence influencer is gold you
3: know what i think is crazy if one of these these people that influence on instagram for example yes. if they put up one real photo of themselves to show hey folks just so you know this is what it really looks like their followers plummet people get pissed because they don't want to know that that person's exactly. real. They want to see, oh, but I thought you had a jet. Nope, we rented the jet so I could take pictures on it. What? No thanks. And people are gone. So
2: Dan Bilzerian or whatever his
3: name <laughs> is. Yeah, but yes. he's just great. <laughs>
4: he's...
2: <laughs> How could he not? I think that's his jet.
3: No, I mean, that's
4: it better be. real. That's so real. Yeah, it better yeah.
2: be. In- including his eight eight girlfriends. Really no, you know, if, if, yeah, Don't look him up if you haven't looked him
3: up because he's a doofus. <laughs> yeah,
2: But great. But sure, yeah. and he probably drinks White Claw I hope so. I'm just kidding. I'm sure. uh, Alyssa, so uh, people are hearing this. They want to see who you are, find out more information, maybe read some of your work. Where can they do that, young lady?
4: Oh, my goodness. So many places. Like I said before, alphanewsmn.com. Otherwise, you can go to alissaalgren.com, and that really has where you can find me anywhere. It has Alpha News, all my social media, and you can find my articles there.
2: Awesome. And a podcast soon, I'm, I'm hearing.
4: Yes, and a podcast coming.
2: What What's the name of the podcast?
4: Be a Voice podcast. Cool,
2: cool. I think uh, big things are in store for your future, and I'm uh, I'm very proud of you to see where you've come from and to see where you're going.
4: Thank you so much, Chris. You
2: got it. Uh, we're going to step aside for a quick moment. We'll be right back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. It's the weekly beer run live here on Score North. And, of course, online, we are scorenorth.com. Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan is here this evening. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you doing? So uh, I'm curious to get uh, the flavor of the nation as Elevated is now on the road. I want to hear more about this cool new endeavor that you guys started a few weeks back and uh, how the home delivery service through the app at Elevated is now going. Yeah,
5: so this is going really well. And you know I know a lot of our listeners have heard about this in previous episodes, but I want to mention it again because it's a really really cool innovation, I think, especially for... you know the the local craft beer scene here in in the Twin Cities uh, because this is this is our web store right and that, and we have an app that goes along with this so you can visit our web store and get the now. just go to Elevated dot shop that's. Just our regular name, elevated.shop, not.com. and you can get access to it through your uh, your regular browser that way, or you can go ahead and download our app for Apple or for Android, and you can get access to delivery that way too. Now, what's really cool about this is that you get our in store pricing. I know Mike likes that part. I love it because there's a lot of stores out there that, that do partner you. with 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 yeah. platforms that you know they need to get to be twenty well. percent more expensive. Right. Yeah. So if you're you know if if it's Amazon or if it's if you're going through Postmates directly, Drizzly, things like that, you're gonna pay a little bit of a premium. You don't have that problem when you shop through Elevated you're supporting local and you get the amazing selection that we have and the value to go along with it. So check this out. You know, I I tell people all the time, download the app, just go to your, your uh, app store, search elevated beer. That's the easiest way to find it. It'll pop up right away. Download that. Keep it on your phone. I mean, there's so many different reasons to like this thing, right? The convenience piece, there's the safety piece. There's, you know, the, the fact that if you're already drinking, and you need more alcohol, you don't know if you necessarily want to get behind the wheel these days, right? The, the limit's getting lower and Absolutely. lower. Absolutely. You can now have it delivered to your front door. And I'm not kidding. This is super, super fast, too. I mean, typically we're seeing orders delivered from point of purchase until it arrives at your door somewhere between a half hour, 45 minutes. All
2: right. So really quick, before we get to the featured guests, I have to tell you a story. Are you ready? Yeah. So last week, um, when you informed me that there was a special beer that was coming out that I was very, very interested in, a guest that we had on uh, a couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago, ago yeah. uh, Larry Bell Larry from Bell's Bell. Brewing, and you were telling me about the the Bell's Double Two Hearted. I was very excited because I'm a big Two Hearted fan, and I was very excited to try the Double. So we were just finishing wrapping up a Garage Logic down the hall in the podcast studio, and I said, "Hey guys, we can get it delivered here at work." And Joe <laughs> Sustri looked at me and said, "Reavers, you idiot." I don't think it's good form to have alcohol shipped to your employer, but that's just my opinion. I'm just going to go ahead and say he doesn't run the number, world's number one beer show, does he? That's true. Yeah. So how would he know? I said it's what research good form and is. development. Absolutely. He just that has that the world's fair. number one yeah. podcast. He <laughs> so we were going to do it that day, but I thought hey, he's probably right. I'll just make a stop at because I wanted to swing into the store anyway. No, but see I, what I actually like were.
5: it for that use case too. You know, if you're if you're a business owner, you want to reward your employees at the end of the week. And, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a Friday. You guys had you know great sales or whatever, and you want to do a little happy hour. Or you can... Now have your alcohol delivered right away, spontaneously, or if you know it's coming, you know, if you know you're gonna do this and you wanna just uh set it up in advance, you can do that too. So right. a lot of a lot of good reasons to like this app and that's another
2: one. So if I wanna search it again, I want what
5: what do I search for in my app store? I, I typically search elevated and then a space beer Got it. and that pulls it right up. If you Got just it. search elevated, there's a lot of different apps that have that name associated with it, so you can cut through all that noise. You, you should, should search every one of those people. <laughs> no,
2: you shouldn't.
5: I think you should cease and desist. Put right? them down.
2: <laughs> All right. So one of the cool things that we do every week on this show is we highlight a cool and unique brewery, uh, and we are doing that again this week with a, a familiar friend here to
5: the beer show. Yeah, and these guys, man, you know, we go way back with them. They've not been on the show for a little while, but they've been incredibly busy. We've got Tom and Nate, co-founders of Indeed Brewing Company, here with us tonight.
0: Welcome
2: back, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, so hey I have to say, um, I'm staring at a can of Mexican Honey Light. This is an incredible beer. And Mike, go ahead and ask your question. Go ahead. Um, Why did it take seven years to put the word light on a can yet <laughs> Bud Light is
3: the number one selling beer in the world? Am I the only person in marketing said, wow, half the world drinks beer that says light on it. Why don't I put light on my beer? And is it is it successful, Tom? It is successful. I would have guessed. think it it's
0: actually maybe you like a show or two ago.
3: No, no, don't, don't. I, I kind of think I honestly got it. It's fan. Fantastic. You. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I'm looking at this. So my, uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, she's weight conscious. She's tiny, right? She would instantly say, oh, I can't drink Mexican honey, but I can drink Mexican honey lights. Of course I can.
0: Yeah. And after she has a few Mexican honey lights, she might want a regular. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So what he's
2: saying is uh, beautiful. Well, well, right. So what you're saying is it doesn't matter if it's the if it's the heaviest porter around. As long as it says just light. Says, just put light underneath them. Or is that a, is that illegal? Can you not do that?
6: There, there, there are re- there, there is there, there are rules against this or for it, and uh, <laughs> you have to have a strong version of it to. To use the word light or L-I-T-E. Really? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Which we do have a strong version, Mexican honey. Yes. You could have called
3: this one Mexican honey light bulb and people could have been confused. <laughs> well, we wanted to put the light, light <laughs> in like <laughs> four
2: <laughs> times the print yes. or the font as everything else that's associated <laughs> it was, with it.
0: It was kind of a debate inside the brewery. We are like, okay, we're going to make this lighter version. And what should we call it? Should we dance around the idea that it's light or should we make it a light beer? Sure. And like, it was kind of an epiphany. It's like, let's just call it a light beer. Everybody knows what that is. Yes. And it is. It's a light version of Mexican honey. And anybody who's drank Mexican honey knows that there's times that call for a lighter version of Mexican honey, because mm-hmm. Mexican honey, if you drink too, you know, it's like, two's never quite enough, and three's always too many with that one.
5: So, Ryan, you mentioned before we got going here today that this one's really crushing it in the stores right now. Yeah, this is, so there's there's two beers that are really crushing it for Indeed right now, and that's Flavor Wave and Mexican Honey Light. I mean, these, these beers are on fire. Like Tom was saying, you know, with, with regular Mexican honey, it, it can catch up to you a little bit. If you want something more sessionable, this is the way to go. My wife, Sarah, is a huge fan of Mexican honey. And she was just blown away when she saw that this came out because it was just that much easier for her to have, you know, just kind of uh, in a a more relaxed way, right? Where maybe she just wants to have something that's uh, sessionable. She still needs to change a baby diaper or something. Yeah. So she's got, yeah, she's got to keep her head about her. Right. So, um, (laughs) so no, this, this beer, I mean, it's been, it's been really cool to see how, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a long time and you've been very successful, but it feels like with these new offerings, you guys have kicked into a whole nother gear and that's really exciting to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a kind of evolution at our brewery. People always ask us like who makes the new beers, you know, who creates the recipe. And it's, it's really, it's a team approach at our brewery. Um, we have like really strong individuals in marketing and sales and in the brewery. Um, and they all kind of come together on these ideas and that's where they come from. So nobody is, there's like not someone behind the curtain that's deciding how, what everything should be. It's a group effort. And that's how we get there. We have the, you know, we have the best people in the industry. Nathan, you know, when we talk about Indeed, I think it becomes kind of a
3: a brewer's brewery, right? A lot of other brewers spend a lot of time at Indeed because it has this great name about it. What do you drink? What do you drink besides Indeed? Do you have a, a brewer's brewery that you go
2: to?
6: I'll drink uh, Size 7 from Steel Toe quite a bit. I'll mm-hmm. drink. I'm uh, a big fan of that beer. Fair yeah, yeah. Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. And do you see a lot of brewers coming over to you guys?
3: I mean just to hang out and have fun. I know they have
2: to. And name them, all of them, right now. Well,
3: you know, it's it's really neat. There's probably a handful and Ryan you could tell me that, you know, handful of five breweries that people consider brewers breweries, right? If you're if you're a brewer and you want to go have a beer
5: someplace you know, you're going to go see, I think steel toe time. is one of those breweries steel for sure. Yeah. And in fair state, we've talked about fair that. State the past, absolutely. they right? I mean, yeah. indeed is certainly up there. Yeah, we're one of
0: them like later at night, sometimes I mean, like it was a few months ago I was there and I was hanging out with uh, one of my friends from uh, sun King, the owner of sun King clay Robinson, who's a brewery in Indiana, big successful brewery. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we walk in the tap room and Garrett from uh Maui Brewing is sitting in our oh, trap, really? yeah. D's oh, tap wow. room, and then you know, then the beers started flying, and we're all just having a great time. Incredible like, oh, guy, we had yeah, him on the show. Yeah, awesome. awesome. it's great. Yeah, it's probably when he was here. <laughs> it probably
1: was. Yeah, it was the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah, what it was freezing cold. Exactly <laughs>
2: you know, and
0: you you mentioned something
2: too about Steel Toe, and what's funny. So we had the um the Hall of Fame induction at, at uh, the Pavic Museum a couple of weeks ago for Patrick Royce, and at there was they served Steel Toe Brewing. And they were serving it, and literally I was the only one out of the 100-plus people that were there that had ever heard of Steel Toe. And I thought, they're about, what, a mile from Pavik, and not not even? And Mm -hmm. I thought, how have you guys not ever—and these are people that are fans of of craft beer— that had never heard of Steel Toe, and the and the the guy that was working, I I can't remember his name, but I know he works for the brewery, and he, he was saying, "Oh yeah, we're we have X Y and Z that come in," and it w- it was really cool. But so so few people know about what a great brewery that that is, right? Well, the right the, the back Museum, here.
3: That's the Minnesota Radio Hall of Fame, correct? yes. I think so. You have to be about seventy five to get into the Minnesota well, Radio no, Hall of Fame. These, so they're not are, all drinking. No,
2: but these are all people that are around my age and younger that are just there. they're family members of people that are okay, going in. They it. are coworkers of people it. that like I. I was a co-worker of you know mackie was there there are people that are all around our same drinkers age. is what you literally saying. never and that's that's the cool thing that i like about this industry is there's so many hidden gems mm-hmm. much like you know i'm not saying that you guys are a hidden gem because you guys are pretty well known but there could Kinda be making a ton of beer a, a craft beer drinker that's out there that might not have ever heard of India yeah, before. and like the
0: similarity that like we have to like steel toe for example is i think you know, Jason, the owner of Steel Toe is a lot like our head brewer Josh, who's been in beer for a long time. Sure. Long before this, you know, kind of latest wave of craft breweries happen. And there are breweries that are newer that really have no connection to kind of breweries that are older. And, you know, breweries like Indeed, like we are connected to all different sort of eras of craft beer mm-hmm. and know all sorts of people. And that doesn't make mean you make great beer, but it does mean you have great peers and people you can reach out to I think Steel Toe is the same way. So you kind of have this social network of people that crosses all different areas of craft beer. And I think at the end of the day, it really benefits you. And I think it actually does kind of show up in your beer.
3: I remember going to your tap room, getting a tour, and like around the corner, you had like 10 uh, wooden barrels stacked up. And that was your aging room for your barrel program. That was a long, long time ago. You were still probably making thousands of barrels of beer at that point. What are you guys at? don't have to give us specifics but are you the third largest brewery and fourth largest brewery in minnesota that, uh, I'd, I'd say we're probably five or six. Oh, wow well, things man. change good for you yeah, guys I I mean, man you're 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 creating a lot of beer and so the
0: crazy thing about minnesota is we have you know two three really large craft breweries in the state between summit shells and surly yeah if you go look at really any other state that's kind of a similar population to minnesota top. that i mean that's that's kind of crazy actually mm-hmm. I mean so minnesota is an awesome state for beer and we're super lucky to be even, you know, talked about in that top six. And we're actually, I think it's top 50 in the country, which is another crazy thing about Indeed. Wow. Top 250. 250. Because after the top 100 brewers, so we're in the top 250, yeah.
2: Uh, Indeed Brewing Company is the guest here uh, on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And per usual, there will be two tastings this weekend at each location this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location and this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake location. So you're talking about the growth and the evolution of craft beer here in the state of Minnesota. And I'm curious, are you guys? have you guys kind of become the cool cult indie rock band and now you've re- reached superstardom and now people don't want to associate themselves with you anymore or am I just completely making a terrible I, we analogy? We haven't seen that. I mean, that's, you know,
0: I wouldn't <laughs> say, Oh, they're too popular. I'm not listening <laughs> to them anymore. You know, I think there's something always romantic about the brewery that's like driving crawlers down from some somewhere in their rusty van and we still have rusty vans. We just don't do our deliveries in it because we, we deliver too much beer, but... Uh, we're the you know we still self distribute our beer in the Twin Cities. We still have guys you know Indeed employees out delivering beer, and you know Ryan can tell you about what those guys are like. They're out representing Indeed for yep. us, and we're still just a kind of a down home brewery. I promise that. And by the way, that. that's Kings and
2: Leon for me. I liked Kings <laughs> and Leon before anybody else did. And all of a sudden they were playing at Target, so I'm like, done with these guys. <laughs> done. Like, done so, with these guys. <laughs> hey,
3: you know, Reavers. That if I'm not mistaken, you guys are either opening or open to tap room in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, three weeks ago, we opened... Uh, I did not know this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Listen to the story. Tell yeah. us. Tell yeah. us. Yeah,
0: well, we, we just opened up brand-new brewery and taproom in uh, the Walkers Point neighborhood of Milwaukee. Uh, I just got back from there about an hour and a half ago. Um, Thanks for making the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm home or not right now, but I'm somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. You know, we, we never distributed beer in Wisconsin until about a year and a half ago. Really? And uh, we've always kind of held back because... We think Wisconsin is a great state. It's a great state for beer. They make a um, lot of great beer already. They make a lot yeah. of great beer already. And, you know, they love things that are local. Um, and so we've always looked at Wisconsin as like a, a, a great opportunity for us long term. But we kind of wanted to find a good way to make it work and 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 do it the Indeed way. Which isn't, honestly, it's not just putting beer on a truck and shipping it somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we're we very narrow and deep as a brewery. We don't distribute beer in anywhere except for Minnesota, North Dakota, and now Wisconsin. So um, we had to explore some some legal pathways. And some people told us we couldn't do it. Um, but we had some adult conversations with some folks in Minnesota and, and then also in Wisconsin. And, and we arrived at the conclusion that we can open this brewery over there. And so, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh you'll walk in there and it feels and looks kind of like, indeed, it's got a big, long shuffleboard table. It's got a small 10 barrel brewery that'll act as our pilot brewery for their, our entire brewery. What location were you guys at in Milwaukee? Uh, it's a Walker's point. So it's like kind of right next to the third ward. It's the fifth ward. So basically if you're downtown or third ward we're, we're, uh, you know, five minutes away from you. I like oh, how they cool. say
3: it's right next to the third ward. Not the 4th Ward, because no. no one wants to be no, in the 4th Ward. I don't, I don't even know where, where the 4th ward.
0: ward is. Actually, I don't know
5: if there
2: is a 4th Ward. Like, so I'm
3: pretty 13th. sure the 5th Ward would be next to the 4th
2: Ward, but okay, maybe not. it's the 13th <laughs> floor of a hotel. Yeah, they just <laughs> skipped that. Just they skip they that just skipped that skip whole Ward. <laughs> so, uh, walk us through some of the similarities and differences between craft beer in, in Milwaukee and here in the Twin Cities. I mean, because I've got to imagine... Given the clientele, it's got to be fairly similar, but there might be some
0: differences, too. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. Milwaukee's, uh, you know, it's at a different spot than Minneapolis is. It's about, you know, it's about half the size of the metro area. Um, you know, it's it's growing. People are kind of moving back into the city in Milwaukee. I would say as far as craft beer goes, there are, and I think any brewer in Milwaukee would agree, that they're a little bit behind the Twin Cities. Uh, so, you know, there's not quite as many tap rooms. Um, you know, a lot of the tap rooms are a little more kind of rustic. Uh, there's some really nice ones. There's some uh, great beer being made in Milwaukee by breweries like Third Space, for example. I mean, Lakefront's a, a long-time classic, uh, 1840, Mobcraft, so... There's a cool beer scene, but it it has kind of that like energy, that burgeoning feeling right now there that we're kind of a part of, which is really great.
2: Because I know I've got a couple of good friends that have lived in Milwaukee for about a decade now, and they're seeing a huge kind of influx from Chicago. Just a lot of people that are kind of maybe moving away from
6: Chicago, Chicago, yeah.
2: Done done with the Chicago in the state of Illinois, but still kind of want to nestle in that area that are moving just, what, a couple hours north to Milwaukee. an hour
0: and a half long train ride from downtown Milwaukee to downtown Chicago. That's crazy. It costs 50 bucks. Yeah. So you can, if you can do something, you know, electronically, remotely a little bit and you can make your meetings in chicago every once in a while and right so, yeah you can do that as well so Very how cool. have
5: the the existing breweries in, in milwaukee in the surrounding area uh how, how have they been to you in terms of welcoming you guys or not into into the well, city
0: kind of going back to like our connection to you know older breweries or whatever the first thing that we did when we decided to do this is went down there and went and talked to or we're thinking about doing went and talked to the breweries went and talked to jim at uh, mke brewing and said hey man like we're thinking about doing this what do you think you know, is this a good idea, a bad idea? Are you going to be mad at me if I do this, mm-hmm. if I open up? Are you going to call me a carpetbagger behind my back or you know, <laughs> whatever? And, and, uh, and they all said, no, that's great. And, you know, so I think it's kind of, we've always sort of, you know, wore our heart on our sleeves. And um, we've done some collaborations since we got going down there with some local breweries. And yeah. we've been received well. Um, you know, the... We'll see how sports factor into it. You know, obviously there's the rivalries there. And we have uh, actually Indeed Brewers shirts like in the, in the tap room down there. But we don't have any like twins colored shirts. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, these might aren't officially have, we, licensed things. Week yeah, two was, might have been a little
2: tough for you with it being Viking Packer week. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was, it was a little quiet in there. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so but back to back back to here in the Twin Cities. You mentioned something about how there were certain people that were kind of not standing in your way, but saying that you couldn't do that. And I'm curious, without divulging obviously company secrets and whatnot. Because I know, obviously, liquor laws are extremely different here in the state of Minnesota than they than they are in Milwaukee. But I'm just generally curious how that entire process works, and and divulge whatever you'd like to without you know getting into too many specifics that you don't want to tread on. But I'm
0: just generally curious how that works. Nate, Nate's the expert here. You wanna you wanna talk to? Well, you remember
3: all the details. <laughs> I don't know if I remember complex.
6: anymore. Uh, in Minnesota, if you're a craft brewer like ourselves, uh, you we are only allowed to have one tap room. And a lot of the general public doesn't understand or know, even know what that is. Okay. Uh, in, in Wisconsin, uh, if you're a craft brewer, you can have two tap rooms. And yeah. if you're a brew pub, you can have, I think, five. Five or seven. Yeah, man. wow. So okay. So the, 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 however you interpret the law, um, so the, the state of Minnesota didn't know if, whether or not they were going to count that tap room in, in, in Milwaukee as a second tap room.
2: Or could you just say, well, our franchise is now Milwaukee and that allows two and yeah, then we can move you know, one to... Yeah, I mean, if our, if our attorney was here... They,
3: <laughs> they, they, they moved their corporate headquarters to Wisconsin <laughs> to avoid taxes. We wouldn't do that, no. Yeah,
0: that's it. It. <laughs> it's like 1% difference, but... yeah, yeah. I mean Michigan,
3: spot did you, Oh, I love that. Did you hear him? We wouldn't do that.
2: It was only a 1% difference. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: you know, we, we we were looking at this thing and it's like, you know, yeah, Minnesota at first was like, well, you can't do that. You'll have two tap rooms. And it's like, well, yeah, the, not here. What if, I, what if I put a tap room on Mars? Are you gonna enforce minnesota law on right. mars yeah, like where does no where you put and tap room? yeah and that was kind of the, the legal question was does state law extend especially in alcohol extend into other states sure.
3: you think you with the success of a tap room because um every brewer says that the taproom is their real foundation you're making your biggest margin you're um testing your beers there to, to know what's going to be hot can you envision like putting one in north dakota and then when you go to South Dakota putting a tap a taproom in South Dakota I mean why not you're you're building your brand and presence there and selling beer at a great margin for yourself to to make some money I mean that's not a bad business I think Fair State's going to do the same thing right
0: I mean I think they might be thinking about it I think yeah. a lot of people are after we've done this great thing in Milwaukee I think sure. a lot of people are looking at us going that's a great idea yeah sure, let, let's uh, not just let's just <laughs> not try to sell our beer there yeah. let's try
3: to put our pe- personality there and, if the, and then
0: it will sell yeah, our beer and if the laws allow it, it I mean it is something you need to consider I think um, the only problem with it, I think, is it's expensive to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and and are, can you justify the business? And I think so. Ask me in a year if the next time we look at going into a state, if we're going to do this again. Sure. Who knows?
3: Yeah, you got a million dollar tap room. You have to sell a lot of beer.
0: Oh, yeah, you
2: welcome. do. I well, get it. Well, not to mention too, your commitment to the quality of the product is ultimately the goal, regardless of where where, where you want to open up shop.
0: Well, and you have to decide too. Can you run? another business that's 300 some miles away oh, you sure you know yeah. i mean so we had to you know talk to a lot of our employees and say hey part of your job is going to be getting on a plane or driving up in the car and going to milwaukee pretty often mm-hmm. are you guys good on time
2: can you hang out yeah, for a little bit? Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, two tastings this weekend per usual. Indeed Brewing is the guest here on the Beer Show uh, this Friday from 5 to 7 in South Minneapolis. This Saturday at the White Bear Lake Store, Highway 61 and 4th Street, downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan, Indeed, is the guest. And you get to do that for free. What a nice treat
5: you give to the Beer Show listeners. You know, it's, it's a lot of liquor stores do free tastings, of course. But we, we like these tastings because a lot of times we get... We get really good representation to come to them. You know, we'll probably see some of the the Indeed guys actually there, not, you know, some third-party service. The beer is free. There's a lot of really great stuff to try. Of course, it's the classic favorites from Indeed that are always worth revisiting. But really cool stuff right now, like the the latest Wooden Soul release that I'm drinking that you should be able to try as well. And I want to talk about a little bit about that after the break, too. Very
2: cool. And I know that this is a, a way that I've personally been introduced to a lot of really great beers is because of this program that you guys have developed over these last few years. It's a really cool thing.
5: Yeah, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's one of those things that we put a lot of work into, but people really enjoy it. Awesome.
2: All right, we're going to step aside for a brief moment. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up. You're listening to The Beer Show Live on Score North. And, of course, we're online. Yeah, it's called Score North that Final segment of the beer show here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the all-new Score North mobile app. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reivers with Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, along with Ryan from Elevated to Beer, Wine,
5: and Spirits. And we're talking Indeed Brewing Company. Ryan, they are the featured guests this week, sir. Yeah, they are. And, you know, we we talked a lot over the break about this this new tap room and brewery again. And, yeah. And just there's so many cool elements. And one of the things that I found really interesting is that you guys have a lot of exclusive beers to the Milwaukee tap room. Could we talk a little bit about that and what the draw might be for Indeed fans that are here in Minnesota to go to the, that tap room? Sure. Uh, one of the big things for opening up the Milwaukee
6: location was to have an opportunity to have a place where we could innovate on a smaller scale. Uh, certainly our brew our brewery, our brew system in Minneapolis could allow for that, but the, the risk was always there on a large volume. So Milwaukee – uh, has a much smaller system, so we've been cranking out. I think maybe ten ten beers so far that are uh, exclusive to Milwaukee. Wow! Um, one of them being Hello Milwaukee, which was a collaboration that yeah with Tom, eight, with
0: eighteen forty brewing in Milwaukee. It's actually it's, it's basically our version of Miller uh, Miller High Life.
6: <laughs> oh, nice!
0: And, uh, the other brewery did a high gravity version of it, and uh, yeah, I mean, like Nate said, it's really meant to be our innovation center. Um, you know, it's a beautiful brewery. It's built to be able to make any beer that we can make in Minneapolis, we can make there and then vice versa. So we can literally take, you know, big ideas and start them small down there and try them out in the market and maybe ship some out into some, you know, parts of Wisconsin or some parts of Minnesota for people to try them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Milwaukee's a great city. If you haven't been there or if you haven't been there in a while, it's, it's worth coming down and make a visit and visit us and and check out the city and try some beers down there that you really probably can't get anywhere else. Tom, could you do me a favor? Yeah. This is
3: going to be a, a really a personal request. Oh, God. I'd like you to make a ultra light beer with ultra low alcohol. And I, I for some reason, envision a 2.3% alcohol, right? Just very, very, instead of a 3.2, a, a 2.3. Because I've been to Wisconsin. People drink suitcases of bush light, right? And I'm I'm not being facetious. I've gone to Vikings games there. Where literally they buy 30 beers and you know, five hours later, 30 beers are gone. And I think there's a market for people yeah. who want to taste beer but don't want to get hammered.
0: Last time I was there, that thirty rack that you're talking about was gone in four hours. Yes. Um but and if you had asked me to make this two point three percent beer a year ago, I would have said there's no way we can do it. But now it's uh, sure. I we'll almost want
3: you to just make a on, on the smallest set you have and advertise it as it's it's a two point three percent beer tasting water. We're gonna call it Fratelloni's Ace Hardware two point
0: three percent beer.
3: <laughs> but dude, don't don't name it something that you don't want to carry through because I have a strange feeling the market is there with all these people drinking you ready for it? We're ready for it? The white claws of the world yeah. because they don't want to get hammered they just want something light 46 minutes in i think you could no i already mentioned it earlier that's true i think (laughs) you could take a beer flavor just have some beer flavor but just have it be i can still go running tomorrow i can still do work tonight i can still go mow my yard after two of them because it's just 2.3 do you think that has any validity whatsoever
0: i mean you're seeing a little bit of that trend and certainly like you mentioned people who don't want to consume as much alcohol Mm -hmm. who have more of a healthy attitude and you know we've been tracking towards that like with the beer we're drinking here mexican honey light um so i wouldn't rule it out at all i think you know the the key is flavor you know and, can you do and, it with that little yeah and like you, you know we talk all the time about should we be trying to make hard seltzers at indeed should we be trying to do these things and we don't see ourselves as a beverage company we mm-hmm. see ourselves as a brewery sure so a 2.3 percent beer totally fits in that and yeah. uh yeah I'll, I'll take it back to the team i think it'd be so fun yeah. i i really do rivers what do you think of that I think you're insane, <laughs> but <laughs> Don't I, no, I, I'm, I'm I'm joking. But you know,
2: the more that you you were talking about that, I was actually just picturing the last time that I went to a game at Lambeau and I tailgated. Mm-hmm. In fact, not only did I tailgate, I spent the night in an RV with a bunch of my friends. And when you're, you know, you guys know that Kmart that's right outside of Lambeau, yep. it just becomes it becomes a campground for yeah. two days before Packer games. And I kept walking on, going, oh my god, everyone has the. The 30-pack holder. A bush line. Well, it was all sorts of different things, but but that's exactly the clientele you're speaking of, and I just thought... Oh my God, Mike actually might be honest. Well, it's the here. fun of hammering but, some beers, but, let but me, not getting hammered. But let by me beer. get to this point though. From a, from a cost effective standpoint, could it be done? I mean, is it feasible for for a brewery like yourselves to even possibly make money on something like that? Because I I have to of imagine, price. really. Okay, I I don't know. I'm I, I, I don't know either. I'm, I'm just
0: the, making I'm it up. The, I'm the dummy on the show. And for us, it, it probably wouldn't be if we we're going to do it on a mass scale because we don't have a lot of extra capacity. Right, and that would take a lot of capacity, and it'd be at a low price. But um, it's something we could do in Milwaukee. Yeah. And make it down there, and then sure. you guys come pay us, pay us a visit. We'll go to a Packers game, we'll go to a Brewers game, we'll go Done. to a Bucks game. Done. I'm in. Uh, but I'm if they in. host the playoff game, I'm holding you to that. I'm calling it <laughs> Twins-Brewers World Series. <laughs> that, you know what? I,
2: I joked about that. What? what the, the last time that the Twins were in the playoffs was 17, 2017, and I said, how cool would that be? I mean, granted, the likelihood of that happening is very slim, but that would be kind of a cool, just the I-94 World Series. I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah. boy, wouldn't Major League Baseball hate that. <laughs> oh, they, would
3: absolutely <laughs> hate they would
2: just, hey, four people watched the World Series this year. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but now, now we're spending it in <clears throat> excuse me, not in one, but two cold weather cities oh, yeah. in the late stages of October well, boy, and early Wouldn't, stages wouldn't of November. Indeed look like a
5: genius? <laughs> yeah. <it> was,
2: right? <laughs> I'm going to call it the Indeed World Series. Yeah. You got the
5: Back to the Future almanac or something? No, <laughs> that, would
2: be, that would be sweet. All right, so Ryan, uh, obviously you guys highlight these guys on occasion, and I know that they're dear friends of you. What really stands out um, from from a,
5: from a flavor standpoint and everything else um, with Indeed Brewing? Well, I just think it's the versatility, right? I mean, you think about what, what you guys launched with originally in, in day tripper i mean that's still an iconic beer. we sell a ton of it and it and, it, and it's it's it, one of my favorites to this day but then you but then you've got your sour program you you know the barrel program in general um i do want to talk a little bit about the latest wooden soul and and just about wooden soul in general because you know this beer is uh this, this program's been around for a few years now right but you guys have you guys have been doing a lot of really cool things and this latest release uh it's pretty outstanding so tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah, I mean, Wooden Soul is our barrel-aged sour program. And uh, if you read this can on the on the uh, Pinot Heartbreak, you'll see that it, this beer is actually three years old. But it hasn't been sitting in a can for three years. I don't want to put you on the spot, but that last one better be saved for me, by
1: the way. <laughs> it's it over here. I'll just give it to you yeah. now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. There you go. Yes!
2: Pandory <laughs> <rewards. laughs>
0: yeah. uh, works! We, we started this program, uh, what was it, Nate? Maybe Probably five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. And, um, it went nowhere fast. Oh, really? Uh, or, or you was know, that the barrels that you had
3: around the corner that were right in that the was tapper? Probably the beginning of probably it. Probably the beginning okay. of it.
0: Um, you know, the whole intention was to build it over time, and, and we have, and, and we we're really getting into the kind of prime time with these beers now, where we have stuff that's been sitting on wood and re-fermenting for multiple years. Um, most of these beers go through three or four fermentations, so they go through like a fermentation at the brewery, then they go into barrels, they go through another fermentation over time, slowly, and then we'll do like a re-fermentation over fruit. Like Mm. this one here, which is over, uh, it's Pinot Noir grapes. Um, And then we'll put it in the can or bottles, in this case cans, and it'll actually re-ferment in the can again. Really? So they're very complex beers. They're very layered with different flavors. Expensive um, beers to make, I bet. They're very expensive yeah. to make. Square footage, ingredients, people, all these things. Uh, Let me
2: stop you for a brief yeah. second because now you got my chemistry brain working here. Yeah. So how precise do you have to be? I mean, are you? is it so much more uh, labor intensive because you've got to
0: really monitor this type of beer it, as opposed to others? There's a, points where there's a lot of labor, but then there's a lot of points where you're just kind of waiting and sort of sure. checking. Okay. We, we check a lot, a little slowly, make sure that certain things are going the way they're supposed to go. Replicating these beers takes a lot of time, and that's where we're getting to now. And that's kind of why, like, we find barrels that have a certain kind of ecosystem in them, a certain mix of bacteria and yeasts that start to produce consistent results. And what we'll end up with is not this beer, Pinot Heartbreak, but we'll end up with the base beer, which is like the red. And so, this red is something that we're able to produce a lot of now, or, you know, you can in duplicate relative that. Yeah. But then we take that base and then we'll put it on certain things like different fruits, whether it be cherry for cherry dust, um, you know, Pinot Noir grapes for this. Uh, And etc. And then you can really start to play with that stuff because you have an amazing complex base cool to ferment over fruit again.
5: That's really cool. So Do you have fooders for that then for the base beer? We
0: do have a fooder with red red base in it and there's also barrels. So we do different variations of blends. Yeah.
3: You know, um, you guys make incredible beers. You guys have tap handles at many, many bars and you've had tap handles for a very, very long time. And I think part of the reason why you have that is you self-distribute, right? You really get to know the guys at Blue Door and they have, a, you know, a, a tap takeover and, and you kill it with Tyson at Blue Door, whatever. But sometime at some point, some distributor walked up to you guys and said, we will give you X amount of dollars. And we've heard through the back channels that small breweries were getting a million bucks from their distributor. You guys would get oh, no, five million bucks, six million, seven, 10 million bucks to have a distributor buy the rights to distribute your beer. That opens a lot of tap rooms in other States that buys new buildings for you guys. Is there any thought that, okay, we don't own Minnesota, but we have a really strong footing in Minnesota. We don't need to self distribute anymore. Let's see what a distributor would do for us. Is there any, I don't want to say sellout because I don't think it's a sellout, but let a distributor buy your book. Tons of
6: thought. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're a brewery first and foremost. We didn't set out to be a logistics company, mm-hmm. which is what we have become a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and over the last seven years, we've come, become really good at it. And mm-hmm. I think better than a lot of other wholesalers in this market. Um, See? Yep. Yeah. You, have to, you want to shut us up, you're going to have to give us a bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, it, I, honest <laughs> to God, I think that's it. I mean,
3: I, I assume you guys have sat down and said, our number has another zero on it. Yeah, I mean, I is the, that the, what it is? The, the,
0: the thing is, for us, is at this point, there's no reason to do it unless it'd be the perfect fit for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly the financial side of it is part of it, because if we do it, we're going to need to grow a lot more. Because we wouldn't do it just to keep doing the same thing we're doing. We sure you already it because got we had that. a partner yeah. who said, hey, we can... We can sell beer in a lot more places, and most distributors could because they have they just have deeper penetration in the market. You know, they're mm-hmm. in a lot of places that we can't really afford to yeah. run a case of beer out. To. Sure. Um, so it's it's part of our longer term plan. When it's going to happen, we don't know. We're doing good with what we're doing right now. We're still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, better than most breweries, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. And and even that change that change will just help us. Even probably double down more on the beer though.
2: So right. I have a better business idea. Ryan, are you ready? Cause I know Mike's the one that I always like to throw on <laughs> device right. out there. So I'm going to do one right now. Uh, how about a two part hardware store brewery? Southern California, preferably San Diego, oh, just yeah. north of San Diego. I'll run it. Nice. Uh from November first to April first every year. Wow. I good. will do that. I mean, absolutely. Just because of we'll you guys. Open a we, are, store. we are
0: always running into an ace for hardware to get stuff, <laughs> when go. things break. <laughs> yeah. Or like when we need to do something. So it's hugely convenient there if you just have to walk Whoa. through a door.
3: Rivers, <laughs> think of that. All you'd have to do is sit down with a distributor. It's not that easy, right? But sit down with a stri- distributor who is willing to pay you mm-hmm. a huge pot of money. To get the rights to go sell your product, and that means that they have to sell your product, or they're not going to make their money back. Yeah, but then so, you don't
2: dictate the terms. You dictate a bunch of
3: them, and they could still have people
2: out you know mean, going like,
3: with the salespeople. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't end those relationships instantaneously. No, I guess we would—that's
0: one of yeah. our strengths as a company is having. We have amazing people that have been selling our beer. Yeah, um, amazing
3: relationships with yeah. the, all these tap
0: handles. Yeah. And that's kind of again, like you get to that. Like sure. we do get to dictate part of that relationship, mm-hmm. I think. And it's not all about money. It's about it's about how it works for the long term. Sure, like, you know, we didn't just build a brewery in Milwaukee to sell out, yeah. to, to to make 10 bucks today we mm-hmm. made it to make 10 bucks you know every day for 20 more years sure. um, and so it's it's a huge decision though and and we are in a very unique spot I mean, we're, we we got to be the biggest self distributor that I don't know how many states you'd have to go Well away that's to what I was
5: going to ask is there a, the, is the production limit still in place in terms of when you can self distribute and when you have to yeah. get a distributor
0: we're, we're, we can't go past 25,000 barrels total production and we're probably at about 16 right now
3: Okay yeah. So you got a couple years to make it. But you decision. have to count
0: both yeah. breweries, right? Yeah, they, yeah, Minnesota does say we have to well, count both. Minnesota okay. will count yep. Milwaukee as and well. And we're right? not really arguing with them. I don't think it's so going to impact yet, yeah. really a whole lot what, you know, the All right, so, so that's indeed, exciting.
2: Indeed Brewing Company, the guest here in the beer show, two tastings per usual. This Friday at the South Minneapolis location from 5 to 7 p.m. And this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake location. You get to
5: sample Indeed Brewing, Ryan, and you get to do it for free. Right, you can do that for free. And if you can, make it. Download our app. Yes. Or go to our website, elevated dot shop and uh and, and grab some indeed that way. Really convenient. Very uh Very uh, cost-effective as well.
2: And being the wife of a guy that owns a liquor store, I'm sure she had a heavy influence in having uh, the Mexican honey light on the shelves at Elevated.
5: Oh, I mean, (laughs) it's always in our refrigerator, right? So The regular was, and now, of course, light is going to be around uh, forever, I believe. That's cool. It's a fantastic beer. These guys make uh, just a a number of incredible beers, and I, I feel like it's one of these things where when we have these tastings, come out, revisit those core beers as well. And grab grab uh, their Creature Crate, the Variety Pack. There's not a lot oh, of, yeah. not a lot of local point. breweries that make these, and these guys have probably my favorite Variety Pack in the market right now. It's oh, a great no. way to do it. Then you get a great sampling of everything. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. And next time I'm feeling
0: down, can I come on this radio show and you guys will just make <laughs> <Yeah>. me feel <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: what we do. Yeah. <laughs> We're inspiration. Inspiration is what we are. So uh, if, if people are hearing this, want to check out the beer, check out where they can find your beer, or maybe find out new information about the brand new brewery over there in Milwaukee, they can find all that information online and through social yeah, and media.
0: Don't forget about we're still in northeast Minneapolis. We so have a great tap room up there. can yep. visit us up there as well.
2: That's so. really cool. And uh congratulations on all the success. And it's it's been cool to kind of watch you guys grow from when we started doing the show to where you guys are at now. It's uh it's really cool to kind of be there along for the ride with you guys. It's awesome yeah. yeah. Uh and uh, Ryan if people let's mention the app one
5: more time too. If people ask yeah, you yeah. go to, go go to your app. your app store uh elevated beer is typically what I type in to get a to pop up right away. Download that, keep it on your phone if you want. Basically, real time delivery. You're going to get it through that app at a at a great price, great selection.
2: And I did get one, uh, or I should say, a couple of email submissions that were asking about it. And I, I forget what the explanation that you gave, but feel free to give the explanation. The radius that you guys have with the app, you know, if I live, yeah, in, so we'll, we'll if I live in Duluth, it's probably <laughs> right, not, not going to no. be very if, smart. If you're
5: within the the six ninety four four ninety four loop, you're going to have access. Um, it, 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 your price for delivery is based off of your distance from the Minneapolis shop. Right now, our goal is to take on. Bring on the White Bear Shop eventually too to uh, reduce costs for people that are in the Northeast Metro. But right now, driven from the Minneapolis shop. So if you're in South Minneapolis, I mean, it's really really reasonable.
2: Yeah. And if, yeah, if you, like you were mentioning earlier too, if you're hosting a a business party
5: or a, fair, a farewell party, game, watching a right. Vikings
2: game, yeah. whatever, it just makes total and yeah. complete
5: sense. It's a it's a it's a really cool uh, really cool setup that we we put together, and I, I hope people take advantage of it.
2: And I think that they should. So continued success with just that, but also the fantastic work that you guys are doing, man. Thank
5: you, sir. Appreciate it.
2: Uh, so we have about a minute and a half here left, and I do want to mention one quick thing. Uh, I've mentioned this show, and this show, uh, Garage Logic, has been on this or was on this uh, radio station for quite some time, and. Tonight, uh my buddy Joe Souchere is down in Dallas, Texas, Michael, and he is uh There, because Garage Logic was nominated for a Marconi Award, and Joe would really hate if he found out that I was um, mentioning (laughs) this on this show right now, but I do want to take a minute to thank him for including me to be a part of that show um, for about the last decade, and also for kind of being the guy to help transition that show into podcast form. And for those that might not be familiar, the Marconi Award is essentially the biggest award that you can win as a radio show. And Joe's finished second, I think he said... 786 times and I said we'll make it seven hundred and eighty seven tonight. But in all all kidding aside, uh I, I think he's gonna go home with the hardware this time. I hope so. Yeah, he deserves it. So congrats, uh, congratulations regardless of what happens tonight to, to Joe Sushere, to rookie, to John Height, and to Kenny Olson because uh it's been a it's been a tremendous ride and it's been a fun year being just in podcast form and uh there will be great things ahead. So, Michael, thank you tonight. River, you're the best. Ryan, thank you as well. Thanks. Uh if you missed any portion of the program, please check out the podcast. You can find it on online at scorenorth.com and also available on your mobile app and at podcast one. My name is Chris Reivers. We'll talk again next Thursday night.
1: Cheers.